Welcome to Live Laugh Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's a joy to be here with you today. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled Effects of War on Humanity. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interests section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. If you have some ideas, comments, we would love to hear them. Send them to us at admin at livelaughtalk.com. That's admin at livelaughtalk.com. If listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. Also, wherever it is that you listen to us, please follow us so that you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with is entitled Effects of War on Humanity. I was talking with a very close friend of mine, and he was telling me that it's very difficult for him nowadays because he's waking up to notices on his phone and his watch of the wars that's taking place. He literally put it this way. It just hurts me. All of the babies that are dying due to a couple of men who can't get along. And truly it's sad. It really is an effect on humanity. It's an effect on us as individuals. Whether we're in a war or not, just seeing the results pains each and every one of us. Yes, war can have devastating effects on humanity, including loss of life, physical and psychological trauma, displacement of populations, destruction of infrastructure, and economic hardships. It can also lead to long-lasting social and political instability, making it a humanitarian crisis. Efforts to prevent and resolve conflicts are essential to mitigate these negative impacts. As we know, so many lose their lives. Yes, war results in the tragic loss of soldiers and civilians often in large numbers. This includes not only those killed in combat, but also due to indirect consequences like famine, disease. Survivors of war often suffer physical injuries and long-term psychological trauma, such as post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. War forces millions of people to flee their homes, becoming refugees or internally displaced, which leads to a humanitarian crisis as these individuals face challenges related to shelter, food, and safety. As mentioned, it destroys critical infrastructure, including hospitals, schools, and basic utilities, making it challenging for affected communities to access essential services. The economic consequences of war can be severe, including damage to industries, loss of jobs, and a strain on a country's resources, leading to long-term economic instability. It disrupts 
social structures and can lead to the breakdown of communities, strained relationships, and the erosion of trust among individuals. War often results in power vacuums, changes in leadership, and the emergence of fragile or failed states which can have long-lasting political consequences. They create humanitarian emergencies, requiring significant internal aid and resources to address the urgent needs of affected populations. Efforts to prevent conflicts, promote diplomacy, and provide support for victims of war are crucial to mitigating these devastating effects on humanity. War can lead to environmental degradation, as infrastructure damage, chemical warfare, and the displacement of people can harm ecosystems and natural resources as the effects of these struggles can be passed down through generations, as trauma and social disruption can have long-lasting psychological and societal impacts. What about education? As children's education is often interrupted during times of conflict, which can have a detrimental effect on their long-term prospects and development. It can result in the destruction of cultural heritage, including historical sites, art, traditions, which can lead to the loss of cultural identity. War-driven displacement can strain the resources and capabilities of neighboring countries, leading to regional and global refugee crises. And what about the perpetuation of cycles of violence? as grievances and animosities are passed down through generations, making it difficult to achieve lasting peace. Not to mention the violations of human rights. Things such as forced labor, sexual violence, torture, often prevalent during wartime, further exacerbating, exacerbating, I mean, the suffering of civilians. The healthcare systems in war-affected areas can be overwhelmed, making it difficult to provide essential medical care leading to preventable diseases and suffering. As I mentioned, efforts to address the effects of war on humanity will require a combination of diplomacy, humanitarian aid, conflict resolution, and support for post-conflict reconstruction and reconciliation. International organizations such as the United Nations play a crucial role in these efforts to minimize the human toil of war. War has profound and devastating effects on humanity. It leads to loss of life. It leads to physical and psychological trauma. Displacement of populations. Destruction of infrastructure economic hardships, social and political instability, and long-lasting consequences. Efforts to prevent conflicts, promote diplomacy, and support affected populations. Crucial. This world needs more peace. Yet, it's getting more and more violent by the day. It's getting hard to count the number of wars being fought 
at even one time. The news may give us two or three, yet there are so many other wars going on that oftentimes we know nothing about. My friend is not alone. Yes, his phone goes off. His watch goes off. Every time there's a news report of more deaths, more injuries. Surely he's in pain. Yet all of us are. Because not mentioned, many of us that are even far, far away from the conflict may have relatives, friends, and others who are right there. We have to pray for them daily and hope that their lives are spared. It's a sad thought, and it's a sad reality, yet we're all the way in. May we continue, as mentioned, to keep our hopes that these ones survive. And may we continue to pray for those who have lost loved ones during conflict. As truly, all of this has an effect on humanity as a whole. Diabetes is a significant health concern in the United States. Surely all of us know someone who's a diabetic, if not ourselves, because it affects millions of Americans and has various forms, with type 2 diabetes being the most common. Factors contributing to the diabetic problem in the U.S. include unhealthy eating habits, lack of physical activity, and genetic predisposition. The condition can lead to severe health complications such as heart disease, kidney problems, and vision impairment. Managing diabetes through lifestyle changes, medication, and regular checkups is essential to improve the health and well-being of affected individuals. Public health initiatives and awareness campaigns play a crucial role in addressing the diabetes epidemic in the United States. Just last year, 37.3 million Americans, or we can put it in percentage, 11.3% of the population, had diabetes. Nearly 1.9 million Americans have type 1 diabetes, including about 244,000 children and adolescents. About 280,000 Americans under the age of 20 are estimated to have diagnosed diabetes, approximately 0.35% of that population. Diabetes was the seventh leading cause of death in the United States last year. Based on 87,647 death certificates in which diabetes was listed as the underlying cause of death and 282,801 death certificates, it was mentioned as a cause. That's a lot of numbers. 
It's a lot of people with diabetes and a lot of people dying with it. What about the cost? 412.9 billion dollars is the total cost of diagnosed diabetes in the United States. That's what it costs for direct medical costs and also the indirect costs. Combined, $412.9 billion. It is so prevalent in the United States that we have to sit back and go, what is the, the most common form, the most common thing it's associated with? Many people say obesity. Some say lifestyle factors. Others say the genetic disposition. But it seems to be a combination of it all. Unhealthy diets, high in sugar and processed foods, lifestyles that just are questioned, genetic factors like we mentioned, all of it contribute to the increased risk among Americans. And it can lead to various health complications, including heart disease, stroke, kidney disease, nerve damage, vision problems, and amputations. It's a leading cause of morbidity and mortality in this country. Now, there are significant disparities in diabetes prevalence with higher rates among certain racial and ethnic groups as well as among low-income populations. Managing it involves monitoring blood sugar levels, changing our lifestyle, like having good exercise routines, and a diet. In some cases, medications or insulin therapy. The U.S. government and healthcare organizations run public health initiatives to raise awareness, promote healthier living, and provide support for those with diabetes. Regular screening and early intervention are key components of these efforts. Ongoing research aims to improve prevention, treatment, with a focus on innovative therapies and technologies, such as continuous glucose monitoring and artificial pancreas systems. The management and prevention of diabetes in the United States are essential not only for individual health, but also to reduce the significant economic burden associated with the condition on the health care system. Education, access to health care, and addressing lifestyle factors are critical in the fight against diabetes. It's associated with substantial costs, as mentioned. And among those are medication. It's not cheap. The many doctor visits that are required because you can't go a year or two years without seeing a doctor if you're diabetic. Oh, that's every three months at the least. And what about the hospitalizations that come as a result? All of these can be a financial burden on individuals and the healthcare system. Pregnant women can develop 
gestational diabetes, which if not managed, can lead to health risks for both the mother and the baby. This condition is a concern in the maternal health care for the United States. And preventing type 2 diabetes often includes having physical activity as well as weight management, even consulting a professional as educational programs and community initiatives will promote these changes and provide doctor visits with healthcare professionals that can get us the proper foods into our mouths and also make sure that we do the proper exercise with time restraints as well. Advocacy groups and support networks exist to help individuals and families affected by the condition. Yet there's so much more to do because so many people have no idea of how it happens in the first place. Technological advancements such as wearable devices, mobile apps for glucose monitoring, and telehealth services have improved diabetes management and made it more accessible for many Americans. Overall, Diabetes is a complex and widespread health issue with both individual and societal implications. Efforts to prevent, manage, and support those with diabetes continue to be a priority for public health and healthcare organizations. When we think about type 1 diabetes, it's often diagnosed in childhood as a concern for many American families. Managing this condition requires constant blood sugar monitoring, insulin administration, and careful dietary planning. And the management of this disease can have a significant impact on mental health. Constant monitoring and lifestyle changes can lead to stress, anxiety, and depression for those with the disease. As mentioned before, there needs to be more education, and awareness. There needs to be awareness brought to racial and ethnic minorities who seem to have a disproportionately amount of diabetes within the race. It's critical to improve the outcomes in the United States. It's critical. We must do more research and treatment advances look to better treatments, hopefully potential cures, and also methods to improve the lives of those with the disease, including, as mentioned before, artificial pancreas systems and more precise medication options. In summary, diabetes is a multifaceted health issue that is killing in large numbers. And it affects a large segment of the American population that lives. It demands a comprehensive approach, including prevention, managing, research, and support. All of this to improve the health and well-being of those living with the condition. Yet the numbers are growing. Even though the awareness is coming out, people are talking, and there's advocates seems that their numbers are getting greater. They're not going down. 
which causes us to ask ourselves, how did we get here? Becoming a sommelier or a wine steward as a hobby is a fantastic way to explore and enjoy the world of wine. Some steps that we could take in order to get started, if this is our choice, is to learn the basics. Yes, we want to begin by learning the basics of wine, including different types, regions, and varietals. There are many books, online courses, and resources available for self-study. We want to attend wine tastings, visit wineries, and taste a variety of wines. Yes, the hands-on experience is essential to developing your palate and understanding different flavor profiles. Consider enrolling in formal wine education courses or certifications offered by organizations like the Court of Master Somalians or the Wine and Spirit Education Trust. Start a small wine collection at home. This allows you to age wines, learn how they evolve, and compare different vintages. Learn about the food and wine pairings to enhance your dining experiences. Experiment with different combinations to discover what works best for your palate. Connect with other wine enthusiasts, join tasting groups, and attend wine-related events. Sharing your passion with others can be both fun and informative. Challenge yourself with blind tastings to develop your ability to identify wines without seeing the labels. It's a skill often associated with wine stewards. Keep up with the latest trends and developments in the wine world by reading industry publications, following wine blogs, and participating in online forums. If possible, visit renowned wine regions to gain first-hand knowledge and experience the culture that will influence the wines. Remember that becoming a wine steward, even as a hobby, is a lifelong learning process. So enjoy the journey. Savor the wine. And share your passion with friends and family. Love the grapes. Yes, as becoming a wine steward as a hobby can be a fulfilling and enjoyable pursuit, allowing you to deepen your appreciation for the world of wine while sharing your knowledge and enthusiasm with others. Our sunflower message is Count on Me, a song by Bruno Mars. If you ever find yourself stuck in the middle of the sea, I'll sail the world to find you. If you ever find yourself lost in the dark and you can't see, I'll be the light to guide you. We'll find out what we're made of when we are called to help our friends in need. You can count on me like one, two, three. I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, and you'll be there. Because that's what friends are supposed to do. If you're tossing and you're turning and you just can't fall asleep, I'll sing a song beside you. And if you ever forget how much you really mean to me, 
every day I will remind you. We'll find out what we're made of when we are called to help our friends in need. You can count on me like one, two, three. I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two. And you'll be there. Because that's what friends are supposed to do. You'll always have my shoulder when you cry. I'll never let go. Never say goodbye. You know, you can count on me like one, two, three. I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two. And you'll be there. Because that's what friends are supposed to do. On Cash App, dollar sign Live Laugh Talk, Twitter at Live Laugh Talker, and on your podcast platform, you can donate to support our podcast, even monthly. And that is totally appreciated. And we are thanking those who have donated. And we need even more. Please remember to rate us the highest on your platform as well. And tell your friends, family, and colleagues about it as we need the support. If you go to Etsy, search, how do we get here? Or search for Live, Laugh, Talk, and you'll see all of the new items. We've got tumblers, neckties, socks, oh, just a host of items. Hats, uh, cups, and we're starting to go buck wild with all of the different items that we have and we want to thank sparkle and andrew for that as you know they came on our show in the 50th episode in addition to that we want to also send a shout out to our friend darius ford who has his own uh, podcast now on his own platform and uh, darius is doing very well with the frankly ford podcast if you have not checked it out please go online Make sure you go to your platform, look up Frankly Ford, and begin to follow follow Darius. And I know that you will enjoy the podcast. We want to also thank Miko, as it's a joy every Monday to have that show come out. And so many of you are appreciative of it. And we appreciate you writing in the support that you give. And I know that Miko likes it as well. She's starting to get kind of famous around here. <laughs> and we love her. So this is James and George's baby boy signing up. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.